Hi, this is Chris, host of CT Small Business Presents, where we get to know your favorite Connecticut small businesses, as well as the ones you may not know. We get to know their passions, their business, their story. Thanks for listening, and let's get into the episode. Okay, so we're live. This is Chris. I have John, the IT guy. I got Care from the Dusty Dude. Hey, guys. And this week's podcast guest is uh, Dana from Tipsy Gypsy. Hello. And I just want to start off first. Today's episode is actually sponsored by the Allen Family Enterprises, a family company serving Connecticut for all your moving and junk removal needs. They offer uh, solutions both residential and commercial. You can find them at allenfamilyenterprises.com. You can also call them at 203-695-5550. And don't mind how I read that because I forgot my cheaters. <laughs> and, I couldn't, and I couldn't read that. So, Dana, how are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. I had a... We've been talking about you. I know. I've been listening. For the last couple episodes. So we, <laughs> I had to get you on. It's awesome. Thanks for having me. It was my first podcast ever. Super exciting. Thanks. But it's also really cool to hear other people talk about me on a podcast while I'm <laughs> sitting at home. And I'm like, oh, that's me. Yeah, it, it helps. You know, like, it just like, I think just you just end up being an example of what you do and doing it well. And so just mm-hmm. somehow you just, not somehow, I know that you just end up being an example of, oh, look at this person. And like, we were talking last, like last couple of weeks, how we like, somehow everyone, we all know like the same people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a so. small world in this uh, crafty, crafty world of ours. Yeah. Even like afterwards, I text, I messaged Dana. I go, oh, do you know this person? I know him. Because I like, I saw that he liked like the podcast, like that she posted. And I go, oh, I know him. And just like he owns another small business too. So Yeah. That's so. always the way it goes. Always the way it goes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Dana, tell me about uh, Tipsy Gypsy. So Tipsy Gypsy is a handcrafted jewelry business. And I also sell an array of crystals, minerals, and fossils. I've been in business 10 years this year. And I now operate out of a mobile store which you guys have all gotten to know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a converted school bus. I finished the conversion actually in fall of 2020, which was a terrible time to finish uh, such a big undertaking. But it actually ended up working out for the best because I was able to go to people. I was able to go to breweries. I was able to do pop-ups at places where we were outside. So even though, you know, pandemic things weren't allowing craft fairs to happen i was still able to kind of go out and do things yeah it definitely helps and john he's the the one loner who might not know she actually has a converted bus and it's actually the the tipsy gypsy i don't know does she have a name the bus, the bus. oh her name is velma oh velma, velma? Oh. i was like i remember i remember you had a name for her yeah velma <laughs> and she uh it's it's all decked out and you actually you know you can actually go on to the bus and you know see her stuff you know when you're at actual shows outside she'll bring it outside that's awesome yeah the the idea behind it was i was vending i started vending music festivals and that was kind of a space i wanted to get more involved in Mm -hmm. so i wanted to have something to camp in because when you're a vendor at a music festival you're not just there friday saturday sunday you're there from wednesday to monday and it's a long time to sleep in a tent Mm -hmm. living through like essentially four seasons every day because it gets so cold at night most of them are like ski mountains yeah and then it gets so hot during the day and it's exhausting um so i wanted like a place where we could shut the doors maybe have like a fan going or a heater depending on the time of year that we're vending Mm -hmm. and be able to be comfortable sleeping and kind of be recharged but it needed to also be something that made money outside of just being like a camper for festivals Mm -hmm. so that was where the idea to turn it into a mobile shop kind of came in so when we're not doing that customers actually go on it and everything's set up to shop inside that's awesome i've seen so many videos on facebook of people converting buses into that i'm like wow jealous there's like a whole community there's like a whole bunch of schoolie boards that i started following Um, most people are converting them into campers but those people had a wealth of knowledge to share. 
especially when it came to doing the flooring, insulation, mm-hmm. and just figuring out what was right for my build. I was uh, actually in the city a couple of weeks ago, and just I randomly took a you know down one of the side streets, and there was a actually a camper like that. It was called the uh, Skate Shack, and it had like a little like vert ramp on the top. Oh, oh that's yeah. awesome! And I was like, "Oh, my my brother was like, what the hell is that?'" And I explained to him, "I go, this there's like a little like vert ramp on the top. It's for skateboarders." And huh. he goes, "Do people sleep in those?" I was like, oh, "Yeah." I go, "I assume someone's sleeping right now because all the all the windows <laughs> were shut and everything like that." You know, you can tell they had like that black, like the like the those can't see through windows. What do you call it? Oh, the windows, uh, what, tinted windows? Tinted? The, the, the shades. Oh, the black oh, they had black yeah. shades? Oh, man. You could tell they had those because you could tell how thick they were, you know? Yeah, that's the biggest thing when we're using it as like a camper. I, I basically just have tapestries hung up everywhere yeah. to block, <laughs> block us out. <laughs> <laughs> so I know when you started, you actually didn't start as Tipsy Gypsy. No. Um, the first two years I was in business, it was called Upcycle. Um, I wanted to incorporate it like right after college when all that knowledge was kind of fresh in my mind about how to do incorporations and taxes and such. And I wanted to actually sell vintage clothes online. I had a lot of vintage clothes that um, I just had come into and I was like, this would be cool. Like I'm really into it. I realized really quickly there were a lot of hurdles and knowledge I didn't have on you know, knowing the origin fabrics and certain things. And it became something that wasn't as enjoyable for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I started making jewelry on the side as like my creative outlet. And that started to become more kind of popular. And then I was like, okay, maybe I could do this instead. Um, and then, yeah, and then Tipsy Gypsy was born. Yeah, definitely. You know what I noticed you can do, I could never do is the wire wrapping. I tried that. I was there for like five minutes. I'm like, wire wrapping, I love because I think it's something I will never be at my peak in in knowing how to do. You yeah. know, like it's it's something you can always learn new techniques yeah. for. It's like forever evolving. Yeah, and so. I look at wraps I did even four years ago versus yeah. now, and it's crazy to see the the growth. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I still have many. Yeah. Any more growth? We actually have gross. a coworker. Exactly. <laughs> we actually have a coworker who's a, one of our receptionists. I go, and she was wearing this, this bead, this not bead, this wire wrapping. And you're the only person I really know that actually does it. I'm sure people I follow on Instagram do it, but I go, is that Tipsy Gypsy? And she goes, yeah. Oh, and she no, goes, my God. And she crazy. goes, my father. I, don't, I forgot the exact story, but she said her father got it at a corporate event. Oh, that's and, awesome! And he got he gave <laughs> he gave it to her for Valentine's Day. Oh, so she, I was like, so "Is that?" T-? And I was like, "I was going to say, let me take a picture." But I was like, "Wait, that's kind of creepy." Of <laughs> <laughs> you know, like asking for a picture, it's like it's sent it to her. But, it's so cool to hear that, yeah. though. But it's just like random because like you're you're really like the first person I thought of when I thought of wire wrapping. So I was like, "Let me just ask her if it's that's it that, that's, that's awesome. from her." He goes, "Yeah, that's." It legitimately was. I wasn't expecting her to say yes. <laughs> and like and she was like yeah my father got at some sort of corporate event and he gave it to me for the valentine's day she actually was at the 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 show on some, we did a, a punk rock like a flea market mm-hmm. what's well, really like a local like a lot of local all local vendors and she's walking around and she she came around the corner she said something she says oh that's a nice my father mounts insects she goes i like that insect i go kaylee <laughs> And she looked up, and she ended up buying uh, an insect for me for my for like her parents' twenty fifth anniversary or something like that. That's so cool. So she wasn't expecting us to be there. It was like, oh, I'm... that market was insane. Yeah, nonstop, mm-hmm. literally Seriously. from from a, the time it opened at ten o'clock till I was. I think my first break with the fire alarm went off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was kind of like my first lull, and it wasn't even like a lull. It was just like a couple of the people left. And like, like we are talking before the show, I'm not leaving my stuff. Like, I trust people, but I'm not going to, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to leave it. And I don't like, blame all, you. All, all Unless you see stay. fire. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> There's no smoke. And then <laughs> besides that, like, for like 20 minutes, and it picked up again till mm-hmm. like 4 o'clock. And then at a 5. So I was busy. I was nonstop from literally 10 to 5. Well, I'm sure you were busy all yeah, day, too. Yeah, it was great. And we were right next to um, Crispy Melty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the and food And that 
provided a lot of customers for me as well because they had a line all day. Yeah. They actually ran out of grilled cheeses at like three o'clock. Did that? Yeah. Yeah. I, so they crushed it. It helped me. That same thing kind of helped me because I was next to a purgatory. Yeah. Mm. And everyone's getting coffee. And everyone was yeah. getting out coffee and they were literally out the out to almost the front door. So wow. people were just, you know, waiting in line. They were coming to look at my stuff. And I don't know if you saw Hardcore Suites. They're going to be doing another one yeah, in, in the, the fall in now. In the fall, mm-hmm. yeah. It's gonna be on my birthday, actually. Oh, is it what, the sixteenth, oh. right? Uh, twenty third. The twenty third. Oh, yeah. I knew it was like the twenty. I knew it was someday. October twenty third. Yeah, I signed yeah. up for it already. So. I did too. <laughs> I <laughs> said I wasn't gonna do anything on my birthday weekend, but I yeah. now it was way too fun. Yeah. I gotta go back. Yeah, I probably told this before, but during the pandemic, when the pandemic first started, I they were still op- they were open like two months in, and I used, I used to go visit them in Watertown all the time and get cupcakes. I was like, oh, I, I want to have a show. Mm-hmm. I've done a I've done a uh, drag show there once. What I, ho- really? I, host, I hosted the drag show. I didn't you hosted drag. I, I, wasn't, oh. I wasn't the actual drag queen. We gonna talk later about that. Yeah, one. <laughs> and uh, I was like, we have to do a show, and they're like, yeah, when this is over in like two months, we'll, we'll have a show, and that never, yeah. Yeah, that never happened. But clearly, yeah. two years later, it's still going on. So. So I gotta ask. That is dope, right there. Do you do custom like ones? Yeah. Yeah, the bullet jewelry is kind of like my signature thing. I get asked about it a lot. People are like, why do you make jewelry out of bullets? And it's actually, I got started in making jewelry. So it's something I'll always have in my booth. Um, I grew up shooting at an outdoor range with my dad. So we would go there on Saturdays, Sundays, and uh, he would teach me how to shoot. And, you know, they had big, like, uh, skeet shoot competitions and big, like, parties up at the club. It was, like, a very... Um, involved like place and was they had fishing archery all this stuff so we would always go hang out there and a lot of the casings would be on the other side of the window and no one would pick those up and recycle those because they were in the rocks so i started picking those up and cleaning them (laughs) off and saying you know i'm gonna put some feathers in this one i'm gonna put some and i started doing them with the crystals in them and um that's been kind of unique i kind of think it's like a unique uh, piece of art with crystals and bullets and changing kind of the perception of that so yeah i do a lot of custom stuff with that too oh, i gotta reach out to you then i have i'm not gonna mention his name because i don't want him to get in trouble he actually gifted me a 50 cow shell and i didn't have i don't have nothing to do with uh, it so that'd be cool if you can make it something yeah definitely yeah because he's like, a big piece but. oh it's a big piece yeah he was when he gave it he's like john don't tell nobody i gave this to you <laughs> i had someone gift me a 50 cal once and i ended up cutting it into a bunch of uh like rings and uh filing them down and actually all fit my fingers so oh like, wow. yeah <laughs> a bunch of brass rings <laughs> and i know you two know each other dana mm-hmm. and yeah and Care. we met through another maker too yeah yeah. So we met, um, well, it was when I was moving to Bristol. Mm-hmm. And I was vending, was this when they were hustling heart or when they were? or well, Honey Locust. Honey Locust, yes. Because yes, they have like two businesses yes. now. Um, when they were Honey Locust and uh, I was talking uh, to them about, you know, moving to Bristol. And they were like, oh, you have to meet our friends that live there. They do woodworking and introduced me to care. And I was like. Oh, and she was in the BNI, and I had just started plan to join the BNI in Bristol as well. And I was like, "Oh, this is so cool!" And then, yeah, we found out we just know like a lot of the same people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now your, I know your stuff is in her shop. Yeah, and now yeah, my stuff has. is in her maker space, and that's really exciting. And um, it's been awesome to see that grow because I remember going in there when <laughs> it was still being built, and it was just like this little room, yeah. and there was chaos <laughs> and she was like it's gonna be so great when it comes together and then that grand yeah. opening came and it was it was really amazing i was so i was so mad because she the first time we met well not met she emailed me and she wanted to she invited me to it and i was gonna go mm-hmm. but then I, something happened where someone like got sick at work or they quit and i was like damn it I was like, it was my first one, like I've ever, like a first, like. Well, you can still go. Yeah, it's I, well, yeah. <laughs> Lou and I were actually talking about we got to go, yeah, we're gonna go. but it was like my mm-hmm. first, like why, uh, not wire wrapping, big wire wrapping, <laughs> like like. Uh, grand opening. It? Yeah, grand mm-hmm. opening. They were oh, the, yeah. the the ribbon cutting, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, my first ribbon cutting, <laughs> first time ever someone's ever like invited me to that. And I was like, damn it! And I gotta tell her like, I can't make it. 
Yeah, it, the setup is amazing, and you walk in, and it really, truly is a gift shop of all local makers, which is just so unique. Like, yeah. You can get so many different things, which I didn't even realize when we were going into it how many <laughs> things you were going to have. I have to get you more stuff. Yes. Um, I probably have the least <laughs> amount of things in there compared to some of these other makers. They they really, it's amazing. Did you hear she's going to have a, they're, all, they're, gonna, they're working on something else now? Yes. Another uh, Something, little. Something uh, really cool coming yeah. down the line, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The Bristol Bazaar is, is coming. So we are uh, in the process, but it'll be another maker space. And obviously Dana is always invited to have her product there. Yeah. Um, we just sold one of your bigger crystals last oh, weekend awesome. in the showroom and gift shop. And was it the amethyst? It was. Yes. And was this little girl <laughs> was in love with it she's like i love this it's so beautiful it's totally up my alley and i mean like little girl just lit lit up lit up like a christmas tree so i was so so excited she came over and put it right near like our register and she she was just like this is mine this is coming home with me (laughs) it was adorable i was like yes oh that's so great so it's stuff like that then you know that your product is great it's making somebody happy yeah. and so we're excited to have even more of your stuff yeah and I'm excited we're doing a class actually it'll be my first a lot of firsts this year I know and first podcast first class we're doing a class <laughs> August 27th mm-hmm. at her space and we're going to be making intention jars so um, it's something I recently just started making um, as I got more into crystals and metaphysical healing and things of that sort I've been getting into a lot and like I think a lot of my personal interests really filter into mm-hmm. my business and I really got into um, herbs and, and different things to yeah. use uh, in conjunction with crystals for healing and so I put together these little jars they'll have like lavender um, some have like butterfly pea flower and like different crystals mixed for different intentions um, so I'm working on a couple ideas with um, this wonderful girl that just started helping me her name is Faith and she has a lot of great ideas for that too so awesome. we're, we're putting it together awesome I know you also have a little like makers box yeah like I've been doing box. maker boxes I started doing them during the pandemic um, I knew a lot of makers that like weren't you know doing markets or anything or any pop-ups so I bought out uh, soaps from Lisa soaps and water uh, Wallingford and I bought uh, essential oil rollers from my friend Kim who teaches yoga in New Haven I got some uh, tiny little floral bouquets from Healing Garden Farm in Guilford like really went all over the map here and yeah. got uh, different stuff and then kind of put them together with a crystal and um, a piece of jewelry I collected some moon water. Some had moon water in them. So, wow, a lot of different stuff. Uh, and I still have those on the website. So yeah, that's a buy one. So yeah. I can. I'm, I just, I just told you before, a little before, but I opened a, not opened, but started a YouTube channel. So I like start doing videos. Yeah. So I gotta start doing like unwrapping, like you know, like oh the, yeah, the unboxing, oh, yeah. unboxing, very that kind popular. Of stuff. You know, I noticed like a lot of people do it. So I was like, instead of being like, like say the candy box or whatever the toy box or i want to do like local boxes that's awesome yeah, we can put a cool one together yeah, yeah. definitely i'll get out to buy one from you i have a so. lot of uh at least soaps left over so i ended up putting those boxes together because i had um you know i i think i overthought what i was going to do for christmas last mm-hmm. year um in the sense of the boxes and i ended up doing more custom work last christmas okay so i had a lot of the boxes left so i was like okay let me just put these custom things together and have them here because then people will you know you need a gift for a birthday or something and it mm-hmm. yeah, it's just should, a little mm-hmm. more personal you should do like a, a mother's day one yeah yes. you know or like even a father's day yeah and you know, like a lot of local businesses you can just throw in this or like they just like that you just do a specific mother you know like a Parents, you know, not Parents' Day. What do we call it? Mother's Day and, <laughs> Mother's and Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of different. Right now, I'm focusing them on like different intentions too. I have yeah. like some smaller boxes that are more crystal focused because it's funny. I I started selling crystals because I had them on my table to display my jewelry from my personal collection, and people kept asking to buy them. So then I was like, let me look into like, you know, like how I could sell these and I started going to like local um, mineral clubs and Mm -hmm. and things like that and it kind of expanded and now it's probably like a 50-50 split in my booth of crystals and jewelry (laughs) Um, so a lot of people come to me but it's great because the difference is I offer 
something that I don't see a lot of people in that space offering customers, which is something that I personally wanted when I was buying crystals, is that I'll give people little cards that tell them about it. Um, I have like my encyclopedia of crystals, which was written by Judy mm-hmm. Hall. If you're ever mm-hmm. looking up crystal meanings, Judy Hall is like a great go-to it's, person. It's funny you say that because my father collects rocks and minerals. He, he sells oh, them yeah. with, like, with the flea markets. He actually asked. He was like, "Oh, should we bring it to the the, the hardcore sweet cupcakes?" I go, "No, I go. Someone else got that cover. Don't worry about it." But he actually he actually has that book. Yeah, it's a great book, especially if someone comes to me and they're like, "What is this?" and they don't know. And it's you could look it up by color. Yeah, you could look up by a lot of um, different characteristics. But I've had people, and I didn't realize what selling crystals was going to invite into my space until I started doing it. But it's very rewarding. I have people come into my booth and sit down with me and like like really unload like some of their you know what they're looking to heal and ask me to make something for them yeah which lo- is really rewarding there's a lot of healing to like the the crystal was the crystal healing or rocking i forget crystal what you call it. Healing. yeah because yeah. i know it's like a big it's popular you know yeah. So. yeah there's a lot of like metaphysical properties attached to different stones and um you know some people they they don't know where to start and they could walk into any rock shop, crystal shop, and, and just be overwhelmed by the choices and not really know. Um, so that's something I like to offer is, you know, really getting personal with people and, and helping them figure out exactly what they need or intuitively picking things for them. And yeah, going that, through that. That's, that's great. So what other shows and events and stuff do you have coming up through the rest of the summer and kind of leading? Oh, so I can't many. believe we're seeing into the fall, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. yeah, I mean, it's going to be here soon. Yeah. I'm uh, booked up through October right now, which wow. is amazing. I even have some in November right now. Um, next weekend, I'm going to be at Taco Festival, which is in Guilford, Saturday and Sunday on the Guilford Green. Nice. It's I think every taco truck in the Tri-City area. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of taco trucks. Um, so that will be great. And then vendors as well. Uh, they always like to tie on crafter markets to food yeah. events, which I love. So um, I have that coming up. And then let's see on the calendar. First week of August, we have Middletown Arts Festival that Friday. And that Saturday, I'm doing a... Um, uh, the James Gang uh, Motorcycle Club is oh, doing nice. a fundraiser for St. Jude's mm-hmm. at their clubhouse. So I will be vending that. Um, got to know those guys at a couple festivals over the summer, and they love like all the bullet jewelry and stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a really good you know, choice. Uh, Podunk Music Festival. I actually have three more music festivals, which wow. is exciting. I was going to say, I know you do a lot of music festivals. Yeah, I love music festivals. I want to do more music festivals. Um, Right now, they're all in Connecticut, too, in my next three. So I have Podunk, which is a bluegrass fest, uh, the second week of August. Then the second week of September is Camp Creek, which is very similar to Strange Creek, Wormtown, uh, as far as, like, artists and vibe music goes. And then uh, the second week of October, we have the Black Bear Americana Music Fest, which is also in Goshen. So Goshen's a beautiful place to camp, especially the October festival. Mm -hmm. It's, like perfectly crispy cold enough but it's it's a great way to close out you should also hook up with uh nicole from celebrate shelton yeah she actually i forget when exactly it is i know they're doing celebrate shelton tomorrow Tomorrow. yeah and then they also have the connecticut uh folk folk fest Fest. it's it's the same weekend i'll be at podunk Uh, i was so bummed i've done the folk fest in the past and nicole is great i've done her events were some of the first ones I've ever vended in this building. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the first time I ever vended was a table here. And Nicole's given me a lot of opportunities. The first music festival I ever vended was Soup Stock. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh Soup Stock. That, and I was like, this is fun. I want to do more of this stuff. Yeah. Soup Stock. <laughs> well, if you don't know that one, John, mm-hmm. it's actually, it was a little festival and they actually served soup. Really? Wow. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, that's a little, it was like a little music. It was right here in the it park. Right, it was right here. There's a park <laughs> behind us. And like literally, like it was like a soup. You you try soup, and you tell you. I think if I remember right, you 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 had there was a winner. Oh, it's like, like a think, big competition. I think it was a comp- competition. I think it was a soup competition. And you got you got this little card, and you like you put it in the the box oh, of the best soup you liked. Oh man. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and then uh, sound on sound is coming. Yes, uh, they. I don't. Not sure if they're having vendors. Oh, no. I tried to inquire about it, yeah. but unfortunately. Uh, I don't think they're doing no, uh, yeah. 
Or if they are, they've they was, yeah. figured those out a long time ago. I was gonna see if I could get a, a press pass for actually the step nephew and I we run a, a music website to get like you know to do photos and everything like that. So I was hoping to get in. Yeah. So I can do the whole That's photography. That's gonna be great. Thing. Yeah, Stevie Nicks is one what? of the headliners. Wow. Along with uh, Dave Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds. Oh, I gotta go with you. They're uh, <laughs> they're uh, run. They're 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 doing one of the nights. It's sa- Saturday and Sunday. I think the twelfth. That's 12th, at the new amphitheater, right? Yeah. In, no, actually, it's or it's it's in where the, park. the yeah it's where the the gathering used to be. Okay. So it's gathering was fun. Yeah, I never I did I you know the one year I was going to finally able to go, they they stopped doing it. Oh. So. I think I went the last year it happened. So. Yeah, I meant to. I really was going. I was like, oh, finally got. I think I had stopped finally working retail. So like able to get the weekends off and then <laughs> they they ended for whatever reason they did oh man mm. yeah that's the only thing uh with this job you know i call it job very loosely but yeah. <laughs> i don't really have weekends um mm-hmm. but the things i'm doing on the weekend don't feel like work yeah. so it's like uh, you would be going there anyways yeah right. people yeah. Are like oh you have to work i'm like yeah but like you know, we could have gone to that brewery, or I'll just be at this brewery selling my stuff instead. You yeah. know, <laughs> you can exactly. come to me. <laughs> come there and hang out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this today we actually brought food. Yeah, it was we, delicious. It was we, uh, we went to the Rogi shop, which is on, uh, I think it was one thirty one Bridge Street. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong on the number, but it's on Bridge Street, and they actually make authentically Polish pierogi. And I just I also found out pierogi is plural. <laughs> so I was corrected not to say pierogies. Mm. So today we have uh, cheese and potato. We have sauerkraut and mushroom, mm-hmm. buffalo chicken, and cheesy broccoli. And cheese, yeah, cheese, cheese and, yeah, and uh, yeah, cheesy broccoli. They were I, all delicious. They were amazing. Yeah, they were good. Every single one. So I, I, uh, I once the first time I had it, I had eight buffalo chicken what that was done oh my God. <laughs> like i could just like i could just take a nap afterwards yeah I that's why i didn't want to eat too many i'd be sleeping on the table yeah <laughs> definitely <laughs> be napping yeah definitely got that right so i'll uh, actually we'll uh, proceed into our box of questions oh the box of fun yeah i got it's that it's a fun looking box it's yeah so good. you know actually i, I can <laughs> tell you a story i can yeah. actually tell you the story of this box too so i used to work uh, uh a big retail mm. store and uh, they actually had this little, this big giant candy s- display. And it was actually the company that uh, Ralph Lauren's kid, the kid, she ran a candy yeah, company. Shiny, yeah, I remember that. And there was, we had like a little area dedicated to it. And they, obviously they discounted everything out after mm-hmm. whatever. So I, I got, I picked up like, like 20 of these for like $5. Oh. I had an idea at the time, but clearly that didn't. <laughs> So it turned to that's the first last week. It was the first box I grabbed to, hmm. for my box of questions. So, and it's actually sponsored by uh, the Gamer Fuel, which is like proteins and you know like uh, energy drinks, pre workouts. Mm-hmm. And if you use CTSB, mm-hmm. you save ten percent off the whole purchase. I'm gonna have to check that out. So uh, it, it's gamer-fuel.com. If you guess, if you go to gamerfuel.com, it leads you nowhere. <laughs> it's gamer-fuel.com. Got it. So here, Dana, you can choose the first question. Ooh, okay. What is the best advice you can give someone who is just starting out? That's a good question. That's solid. <laughs> Thanks. I actually thought of that one myself. <laughs> Um, That's what a college education gets you. Actually, and I'm going to say a quick story to answer this question. I started lecturing classes at my alma mater uh, because the year I graduated, my degree was entrepreneurship and small business management. The year after I graduated, entrepreneurship became its own major, which means it had intro classes and classes for people who were curious about entrepreneurship and, you know, didn't weren't just on the path for that as their major. So one of my old professors uh, reached out and asked me if I would come speak to his class. And I've spoken to two of his classes now. And this is something that definitely comes up because one of the things I remember when I was graduating was 
we were writing these business plans and like we were asking these banks for all this money. <laughs> right? Everyone's laughing. Yeah, he, you can't do that. No. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had all these plans for certain things. And the biggest thing I realized is everyone's path starting out is going to look different. I held three jobs while I started my business and I had two jobs up until last November with in addition to Tipsy Gypsy. So my path was always very different than the people who might have started out right out of school and just hit the ground running. I had a lot of like figuring out and building, but I was able to put the money I was making from those other jobs into my business. All the money my business was making was going back into growing it for those years, which is why I was able to have the bus and the things and invest in those things that I wanted to do. Um, so I think if you're starting out, the biggest thing is not to compare yourself to other people because everyone is in their own their own path, their own journey, and you get there when you're ready to get there. I think that couldn't have been said any better. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that was absolutely perfect. Yeah. If I could copy and paste that and like put that on a frame and give that to new business owners, yeah. 100%. And it, as business owners, we're always critiquing ourselves and comparing ourselves to others. I'm not like, the, I'm guilty of it too. I'm always comparing myself to people who are younger than me or much further in their career. And I'm like, wow, if I only knew this then. But, you know, everything works out. When it's supposed to, yeah. mm-hmm. for a reason. Yeah. And We're I think, on that path. I feel like social media has a huge part in that, too. You yeah. see people from all over the world, I'm sure, doing you know similar things to what yeah. you're doing or where you want to be. starting here. out, you know, I didn't see that. We oh, didn't have social true. media like that yeah. 10 years yeah. ago. TikTok wasn't a thing. Mm. Facebook was, was it. Yeah, right. and um, Facebook was at the time was for college. Like that's we're right, like we were yeah. talking about. It was yeah, for college, for college Man, we're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like an old person on TikTok, but I try. <laughs> I really try. I don't do the trends, but it's funny the videos that you spend a lot of time. I try to do videos of me making stuff, and I spend time editing those videos because it's hard to get a camera angle of me making anything, and. Those videos don't get as far as the video of me literally picking up my camera, going, "This is my messy workspace." Yeah, that's it. They, that they got more best. traction, more <laughs> views. I don't understand it. But yeah, I even noticed that on like some. Try less. I even noticed that with like some things I share on on social media. I'm like, this only got like five likes or five whatever, and mm-hmm. compared to this stupid thing, not stupid, but like this little like nonsense thing got like fifty. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to post on TikTok three to five times a day. What? A day. What? A day. Oh Just no! Think no. about that. Like I saw that I I took because I also feel old, uh, a webinar, <laughs> <laughs> um, for small businesses about TikTok because I feel like I have so much to learn. Yeah, three to five times a day. Uh, when do you have time to make things and yeah. run your business and do I, your I bookkeeping? Don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they're to be doing creating to. content all day. <laughs> Definitely don't have time for that. No, and that's just one platform. So yeah. now, if you're creating your TikTok videos and you're downloading those to put out onto your Instagram story, Instagram is suppressing that because it can mm-hmm. read in the file name and the code of what you just downloaded. Yeah, you need so, to make your reels separate. Yeah, and yeah, I learned everything. that reels, if you're not making reels, you don't even come up on people's pages anymore. Right. What? You just yeah. completely oh, really? shut down. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess I gotta start making reels then. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Just don't even put any effort into it. You'll no. go viral. Apparently, that's okay. the theme yeah. like, that we're like, getting to. Yeah. Just walk just around with effort, your camera. Lots of posting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> oh man, I don't miss that at all. <laughs> uh, so I'll make it very short. Like back in the the good old days when I was a little bit younger, I would, um, when I used to bartend, I used to be all over Instagram and Facebook. So I would actually take the time, take pictures, you know, customize it. Hey, come tonight. There's going to be a singer or half off and everything. And then the bar would get packed every time. He's like, where are all these people coming from? And I was like, I'm just putting stuff up for the bar and representing the bar and everything. But my God, was it exhausting? Like, yeah. you, what, you would think something so small should take you a minute and you mm, sit there for 30. It's not perfect enough. Let me, choose the font let me choose this let it's, me choose, i think it's like, gotten easier with like because the apps now have like a lot of editing stuff built in mm-hmm. you don't have to like download more apps to edit but it really i was a bartender too i was bar manager in new haven for many years when i was starting my business and i ran the social media and i was doing all that and it was so, exhausting lot. and i was doing it for that and i was doing it for my business and i have my personal account you know it's 
And you know, the funny too part many. is too when when people start hitting you up when you stop posting things. I had people, hey John, what happened? We used to love your posts. I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's too much work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely. I'll ask the next question. Right. I'll, I'll go for yeah. the box. <laughs> I I kind of have one that's kind of similar, so hopefully I don't pick it. If not, I'll, I will not ask. I will put it down. How do your passions influence your business? Um, well, you could see a lot of the things that I'm interested in within my booth. Um, I think anytime I'm learning something new, I'm like, okay, how do I how do I make something out of that? Or what do I do with that? I actually recently got some deer antlers from a friend of mine on, on a request for deer antlers to my lovely BNI group. And uh, one of the guys came back and said, I, I found these, you know, hiking. Here you go. And I turned them into... Uh, jewelry hangers or key hangers I guess whatever you want and you know put crystals and stuff like that in them and then I really wanted to make a crystal crown for myself and now I sell crystal crowns and (laughs) (laughs) yeah the crystal crowns are really fun and I do them custom now uh, mostly because I just can't keep enough in stock to have them they must sell amazingly they're Mm -hmm. fun a lot of hot glue burns on these fingers but uh (laughs) it's working out great and they're wire wrapped and and they're really really cool so i love doing stuff like that i think anything that i personally like see aesthetically that you know i'm like oh that's cool i mean again with the crystals i personally got into carrying them and having them and using for metaphysical physical uh healing and then wanting to share that with other people so yeah i noticed a lot of like we were talking before a lot of kids are seem to be into it mm-hmm. until yeah. a lot of like I, I i bring my followers to like the flea market when i go and sell he like i can't tell you how many like eight-year-olds are teaching me stuff yeah. like how many little kids wow. are like oh this does that or this is this this is this kind of kids are very intuitive yeah and, I was, like, <laughs> and, they, like, and they ask me a question i go you seem like you know more than i do i go you're teaching me stuff <laughs> Yeah, I love, I got a lot of kids in my booth, which is why I do that crystal tray now yeah. with all the tumbles in it, um, because kids were coming to the booth and they were looking at things that were uh, higher priced items and their parents are like, you're going to break that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't have that. So um, I was like, you know, let me see if I can get some things that we can put, you know, in the three to five dollar range for kids. And so that's been really fun. Yeah, I play with resin a little bit and I have like little Buddhas. Oh, it's the same. a lot of credit. I tried mm-hmm. resin yeah. work is hard. It is yeah. tough. It's, yeah. it's tough. I actually, I want to move on to like tables and yeah, come you know, to the a couple shop. of bigger things. So yeah. <laughs> we'll so do that's some the, resin pours. That's the plan is to move on to like the bigger, yeah. bigger stuff. It's just, I don't, I should hit, that's to hit you up on it because I don't have the space. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. We've got a burl that uh, we've been wanting to do a resin pour, resin pour with and it is it's just sitting. Yeah. It's just sitting. But it's such a specific technique that you need to have, like, you need to mix it the right way. You need to pour it the right way. You have to get the bubbles out. It has to set. It ha- like, yeah. there's just so yep. much science behind it. I tried to make a, a resin pyramid. Oh. And mm. I poured it too fast. And it got really hot. I threw oh, it out the no. window. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it got really hot. You know, it's funny that you say that. I didn't know that. what to do. I was like, just throw it out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because my, my knees do the same thing, but with, like, a... A box like a square box yeah and she put so much in it was it got so hot it was bubbling and steam was coming out yeah and it was like, scary and she, she was trying to do uh flowers for a friend oh. and like she didn't the other thing was too she didn't like you had to prepare the flowers before you put it in because you don't prepare the flowers it's going to kill the flowers and it's going to Huh. It's gonna rip the color off, so it's gonna turn like green and like oh, white. Wow. So you have to actually pre-treat the the flowers before you. Things to learn. Yeah. yeah. So I uh I, I spent a lot of time on Instagram looking at uh. Wow. Yeah, I learned you're videos. supposed to pour it like in layers. Yeah. Like very slowly. Yeah, I've been I spent a lot of time on YouTube and Instagram and not TikTok yet. So I don't really want. I don't usually use it too much. TikTok is addictive. It's that's, scary, yeah. addictive. that's my problem. It's that- addictive <laughs> because it learns the things you like. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I, uh, I, I stayed away from TikTok. So far, I have an account, but I have not used it yet. So yeah. just be careful. Like, make sure you have like a clock next to you and a window, yeah. because you will lose track of time. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Two hours go by in the morning. You're like, wait, I was just trying to wake up. Yeah. Oh my god. I, uh, I, sp- I, uh, I spend a lot of time. Well, not a lot of time. Just a little time at work. Sometimes I'll sneak in and just watch like a 30 second clip. 
of like people pouring stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a cool process to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the ones where the, you get like the, the wood and everything like that. It's just like, oh, she's I can sit there for hours and just watch. <laughs> Here you go, John. You can ask a All right, cool. pick from my box of questions. Box of questions. All right. Sponsored by uh, the Gamer Fuel. All right. There you go. Save 10% CT SB. All right. So what inspired you to start a business and do you still feel the same way? That was the second part of my question. Yeah. I was trying to. <laughs> I've always wanted to have my own business. I think I always knew that. I didn't always know what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I went to school for entrepreneurship. <laughs> um, what was the second part of that question? It was like, uh, do you still um, still feel the same way? Oh, absolutely. I love what I do. I mean, there was a kid that came into my booth um, at Strange Creek three years ago. And um, he told me that I inspired him to start making jewelry. That's and awesome. he wow. does like the macrame um, crystal necklaces. And that alone is like made all of this worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, the fact that I could inspire anyone to do something creative is amazing. And that's fulfilling enough. So, um, yeah, I enjoy what I do. And it's really fun to be able to kind of give people creative spark that's so awesome Mm -hmm. and i'm so curious to know because when i went to school uh we had like a byo biz program which now i so wish i had taken (laughs) (laughs) um but you said you went to school for entrepreneurship can you tell us a little bit more about like what that experience was like in college like were you interning all the time or were you just in classes like what was it like um well the funny thing is i actually started school somewhere else um so i know um Phil was on your podcast yes. Uh, yes. a couple weeks ago, and we actually went to Quinnipiac together. So that's how I know oh, him. So now you know, yeah. yeah, and uh, that's where I finished my degree with entrepreneurship. But I actually started school at the Laboratory Institute of Merchandising in Manhattan. Wow. And I wanted to go, uh, it was for, uh, it was kind of like uh, FITM, but oh, focused yeah. on the merchandising and marketing aspect of the fashion world. Um, being immersed in it for a while, I realized I didn't really want to go like this route of like fast fashion or like just high end fashion. And I didn't want to go a different route with it. And I kind of want to focus on like weirder things, if Mm -hmm. that makes any sense. Like, and fashion can get really weird, but, um, I just realized it wasn't like exactly what I wanted to do anymore was be in that particular world but maybe something like adjacent to it Mm -hmm. so um then i ended up transferring to quinnipiac and that's uh where they had the entrepreneurship program and i did have some internships um i actually interned with a friend of mine who his business was a startup and he actually had like three businesses since then now they're like they're solid they have um uh, a, a printing company, a printware company, but it started as a printware company. It's called Academy Printware, and we were in the basement of his house. <laughs> and then we moved to an office space, and there was a half pipe in the back room, and it was one of those like offices where everyone was just like skating all the time, and like Red Bull was coming by, and wow. I ended up working for Red Bull after that, which was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had like that experience with you know people who were. Um, a little bit older than me, but they were figuring out what they wanted to do too. Mm -hmm. And then they ended up going into the rest areas with gift shops um, when they redid them. And I worked there for a little while with them. And then, yeah, now they have um, their own apparel and printware company again, and they're doing really great stuff. So I interned with them for a lot of it because they were like friends of mine and I was able to really see a lot of like how things come together yeah and a different approach to business too like it was really fun and I wanted to convey that in what I do so um yeah I interned with them but I always held like weird odd jobs like I said I worked for Red Bull oh, yeah Red Bull cliff diving yeah. I was there oh, yeah that oh, was did you? I got to hand we shook up a bottle of champagne and then the guy who won I was supposed to hand it to him yeah and then they played his national anthem, and it was very long. And the champagne cork was just slowly oh. rising. And I handed it to him, and I was like, please point this away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, always wanted to do their soapbox derby. 
Oh, you remember those that? Good, I remember those. Those so, looked so much fun. So Red Bull used to sponsor a soapbox derby. And it used to be a team of four, four people. And you had to make your own soapbox. Oh, my like gosh. Like car. It had to be less than like... You could. You had to do make this. It'd be all these crazy designs, but it had to be like, without the person, it had to be like under yeah. fifty pounds. They had some like cool, that. like like I said, cool marketing, yeah. cool yeah. contests. Yeah. Like their emphasis on athletes was so just different. I mean, we used to go up and do like ski blitzes yeah. at like different ski mountains for like college week and. It was just really fun. And everyone always loved to see us because they knew they were getting free Red free Bull stuff, when they yeah. got to see us. So, I'll be honest. When I was in middle school, I, that's when I finally knew about Red Bull going into high school because I was like, X Games started to become popular. Yeah. Guess who was the first tag? Red Bull. Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. Did that blow up? Everyone was like, you got to drink this. I was like, no, I'm good. And then they had <laughs> that. I forget his name because it's been many years, but they had an athlete who was a base jumper and he jumped off the edge of the atmosphere. Oh yeah, and I they live that. streamed it. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. I remember oh that gosh. was like groundbreak. We were like holding our breath, watching him go. I think he passed out in the suit for a while. And yeah, then came back to. I mean, wow. absolutely crazy. Yeah, I do remember that. I forgot who it was, but I do remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember that being like kind of a, bit, a big deal. The time. It was a really big yeah. deal. I mean, for us at least, working yeah. there. Um, but yeah, that that kind of all these like weird odd jobs I had formally formulated my opinion on how. I wanted to be like different in my industry and just kind of always have weird things like tiny hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, hands. just like things that just make people think different. Yeah, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's a way to think. I always say, uh, take the little. I prefer to take the road less traveled. <laughs> Here you go, Care. Would you like to? I do. Pick from the box of questions. Nice to be on the other side for once. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Care was my first guinea pig with them. Ah. Ah. If you could change one thing about your industry, what would it be? Ooh. That's tough. There's a lot of aspects to it. Um, I think if I could change one thing, honestly, it'd probably be the need to do social media so crazily mm-hmm. to be successful and the fact that so many businesses that are art focused now have to rely on creating content is hard especially when you're a single person running your business I'm not only making everything in that bus but I am doing marketing I'm working with local retailers mm-hmm. I'm doing my bookkeeping and my taxes and I'm doing you know ordering of supplies and there's so many things that go into a day to be to have to spend hours doing that just to be seen is tough and i wish we could kind of go back in time a little on yeah. that yeah <laughs> well, you, you deal well with the social media yeah you really so do always, you show I, up um, all the time i tell people i think i probably said on this too i said you two are the ones that have to follow even <laughs> yes. if not you know obviously to support it but like even if you're just looking just to see how you should work social media and we both general. have different styles too. Yeah. Like, and I follow so many other people to get ideas yeah. on what to do yeah. too. So, you know, always. Definitely. Lou, come and pick up. I know you're sitting over there. Lou's from uh, Royal Fox Studios. People should come and get and see them to get their own podcasts. Tell them Chris from CT Small Business sends you. All right. So, where do you see your business in five years? Ooh. Hopefully in a storefront. <laughs> I love my mobile stop, my mobile store. Um, I really love being able to go to people and having that like different setup. Mm-hmm. But it is a lot to set up and break down. Yeah. The bus is a lot of maintenance. I think my next big step would be to have an actual storefront. So that's kind of my my plan. That's awesome. So you would keep the bus still oh, to definitely. go to all the music festivals definitely and so all your fans and followers can still yeah. find you. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's awesome. The bus is my baby, but <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have like a set place because there are, I have a lot of crystals and minerals too that I can't even take with me on the bus anymore just because they're fragile and wrapping and unwrapping them from, you know, and taking them out and displaying them and then wrapping them back up and putting them in crates, it like wears on them. Like I have a lot of really cool pieces of calcopyrite that do not come out with me anymore because they're <laughs> fragile. See, those are the ones that kind of like break a lot fast, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've, at least I've, I've heard of that one before. That's why I know. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the few I know. So do you do a lot of shipping? Like, are, yeah. do you ship outside of the country, within the I country? Do. I Yeah, I have all those options on the website. Awesome. And I did start wholesaling through FAIR recently. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I saw that they see yeah. posts talking about recently. Um, a local retailer, Mind Breaks in uh, Middletown, wanted to wholesale from me. And she wholesales, gets her products through FAIR. And I recently learned a lot of retailers got products through FAIR. Yeah. So she um, sent me the link to sign up and I uploaded some stuff. It's hard for me because everything's kind of one of a kind. Yeah. So when I have it in multiple places, like my website, maybe on FAIR, maybe on my bus and it sells on the weekend and I have to. You have to go and delete it. Yeah, make sure I take everything off. So I have, I'm starting to curate kind of things just for that or things that I can do made to order. Um but that's been really fun to do. And I had my first order to Canada. Oh, and nice. then I had another order to a dispensary in Massachusetts. Oh, wow. For those earrings I make with the cannabis charms. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never saw those. I have yeah, to check it out. Yeah, little cannabis leaf charms and some gemstones. And uh, yeah, dispensary in Mass bought a bunch. And that was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got to do more stuff like this. Like a new market I never knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a popular, it's starting to be a popular thing. Last year... When it became legal, do you remember the? You didn't take part of the. I forget what it was. It was in Hamden. Oh yeah, I was part of that. Part, you I know those of, guys very well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I popped up the first time they had one of those. Um. At the, uh, you know, it was all local growers, and it was a, you know, donation education event. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. I mean, to see the amount of people that came out, and most of them were vets or medical patients. Um. And they were learning like so much and the amount of vendors yeah. was incredible and like the art that it brought in was really cool yeah there was uh if you don't know there was a when medical high bazaar yeah the high bazaar that's what it was called <laughs> i don't remember what it was it was called on uh july 1st when medical marijuana became legal they actually had what was called the high bazaar in the space you don't remember we took it to the space the ballroom yeah yeah, yeah. did they actually that parking lot it had a, a uh parking lot and or they had a high bazaar in, in that parking lot where they sold you know uh products they gifted i think there's gifted marrow you know there's yeah there's walls, a lot of like people who had like glass these, yeah. and like headshots that were vendors there were people that were growers that were there to like educate and yeah. um you know potentially get new clients and yeah. it was really cool it didn't last too long but no. um yeah. they are working on some new stuff that's you know, no uh, gifting things there, but mm. they are doing something next Wednesday in New Haven. Really? Um, downtown, and it's going to be more focused on like information and and kind of like a. It's in the ballroom down on uh, Crown Street. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they're going to have something there, but it's a different focus. No, you know, gifting or anything like that. It's just more focused on mm. um, the education That's portion awesome. of it, yeah. which is really cool. It was a pretty popular event when it wasn't was going on well i i knew about one in boston but i was at that time bartending and people just got back from boston oh my god i had so many patrons passing out on the bar store and they weren't drunk they were just yeah. blitzed out of their minds and said you all right oh we just came from boston when they legalized there and so I went, and everybody was handing out free samplers there oh my god yeah, all gotta edibles. be careful mixing alcohol oh. with that they didn't even the have spins. a drink they had like water the whole time <laughs> they were like you want you want your you no i just want water and the girlfriend was his girlfriend was like oh i might want a beer and she was like you sure you should she had one beer finished half of it she didn't even want it spins i was like oh but it's too funny but where i'm moving at in massachusetts cannabis shops are like popping up everywhere it is so popular now and that's what i think connecticut's really just trying to make sure that doesn't happen here i think they don't want it to happen here yeah (laughs) they're putting like a per capita one shop per the lottery for it is it it makes it impossible for anyone other than big pharmaceutical companies that own cannabis dispensaries to own anything here which is unfortunate yeah because a lot of the local stuff is really great quality and they know their product and you know i know a guy who's got a local hemp farm he was explaining like in detail about that what you're just saying yeah like what the rules are is this and that it's like jumping through hurdles just to yeah you know, like it's legal but you know you gotta yeah. do yeah above yeah. and beyond to th- be successful in the industry still. yeah i think it was like i think to to even 
possibly be considered it was like a hundred thousand dollar deposit or something oh my gosh i forgot the exact <laughs> yeah, rules deposit. It, was, it was like buying a house yeah. to get mm-hmm. a license yeah mm-hmm. it was like a hundred thousand dollar deposit this and that and that's why it was just just him just explaining the stuff that he had a that he specifically but you have to go through just to get a a license yeah. yeah no it's sorry i've been playing with my little i know yeah, me too i can't stop hand. The tiny it's my new yeah. little fidget spinner mm. oh <laughs> yes it's so exactly <laughs> they actually make little hands for these little hands oh, really? what? what yeah i don't have any with me right now i forgot to order them um but I'm there's so little ones that go you. on these little fingers oh my god uh, i'm so. gonna buy some from you hand oh my inception. god <laughs> i'm gonna have to bring this to work inception when people come in and be like over here Oh, I I can't. I'm gonna play with this thing constantly. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna get in so much trouble with this thing. So how you doing? (laughs) Play with this thing. First time I ever saw a tiny hand, someone came up and tapped me on the shoulder at a festival, and I was so confused. Um, and then I was like, "How do I get more of those?" (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a good thing to use. Little, Mm -hmm. you know, like things like this. It's like good marketing. Oh yeah! Oh, I leave my business card inside the hand, like on bar bars when I leave. What oh. business card in? And <laughs> that is awesome. I think that's a good idea. So I have a bag of them in my bag at all times, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. in case I need to leave my business card anywhere. Yeah. Besides, uh, at Dusty Dude, where are you? Um, where? I am at quite a few stores. So where I try we? to have like almost like one in every. Oh, my goal is one in every town. Yeah. But we're still working on that. I um, I'm gonna pull it up so I don't forget any because you know I, I looked. I know uh, I know you're at uh, was it the high bazaar? No, uh, <laughs> the one that's in. Oh, blazing vibes. Well, blazing vibes. Yeah. yeah, I knew you were gonna talk oh, about I, it. I was trying. To, I was trying. <laughs> I was like, I'm getting there. It was like, yeah. I know. So blazing vibes in Milford. Um, I'm also in Milford at my sister's hair salon, which is uh, Organic Hair by Ashley. Okay. She's oh, cool. down right by the beach, and uh, I'm in Potions Salon and Boutique in Meriden, Eco Evolution in Norwalk, the Black Cat Spiritual Shop in Botanica and Waterbury, Mind Breaks Wellness in Middletown. Bridge Healing Arts Center in Farmington, Much Needed Wellness, which is my friend's massage therapy uh, studio in Woodbridge, and Donna's Florals in Bristol. So, small group here. I'm actually putting together an order for a new shop called Home in Harmony. Um, I want to say it's in Berlin, or it's it's on that like line of like Kensington area. Oh, oh yeah, like over there. It's it's near my house. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's called Home in Harmony. So I'm putting an order together for her for next week. So adding in Dusty Dude, obviously Dusty awesome. Dude. Cool. So yeah, exactly. it's a it's a nice list. It's growing. Yeah, it is. It's like you're gonna be all over. It's kind of like that. Uh, it's kind of like that race, the running thing where you run all 169 towns. Have, oh. a, have a have be a be in a store in every, every single have a yeah what you said <laughs> a place in every store yeah awesome. that's that's definitely the goal um i would like to keep curating that it's hard during like the peak season with oh, especially yeah. after an event like sunday i'm out of stock and i gotta make a lot yeah. of stuff yeah my mm. father hey we you know he mounts insects and he's gotta he's gotta step it back up and it's a good thing <laughs> he's, get he's retired it's a good thing he's retired but it's just like People don't realize how much work it's. I don't know it. how I did this and had other jobs before because I'm so busy now. Yeah, it's like you're nonstop. And it was like I was really scared to like take that leap, but it was bound to happen. Yeah, feel you should have. You know, good in a good mm-hmm. way, obviously. You know, you'll go. Yeah. You'll go. I was meditating get... on it for a while. Yeah, I was you... gonna ask like, what was that thought process like? Because for us, it was a lot of conversation and a lot of looking yeah. at numbers. And honestly, I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. Yeah, but um. At the time, I was working for Pernod Ricard, which it was a great job. And I was at the point where I was like, I'm either staying with this company for life or Mm -hmm. I'm biting the bullet and I'm going to do this on my own because there's nothing else I want to do in between. Mm -hmm. Um, And the pandemic changed a lot of things for me in my role there. And then I was like, you know, one day I'm going to I'm going to just do this full time. And I kept saying it and kept saying it. And then I was like, where my Moldavite ring every day? And I kept saying it. Mm -hmm. And. so eventually the point came where I said, if I ever got into a festival like Bonnaroo, I would quit my job 
so that I could yeah. go. That that's how I knew I made it, and I actually got in a bond. So you got in. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go. I didn't go, and thankfully yeah. I didn't go because it got canceled, canceled and a hurricane came through, and yeah. I would have had to be there yes. already. Gosh. So I would have lost a lot getting down to Tennessee. Um, I think you backed out. Not backed out, but you had to cancel like literally yeah. like two days before that. It, no, it was like a, it was like a was, month in was advance. It a month? I found like a it, there was a lot of contracts involved, and I I kind of you know found a way out of that because i just felt like things were not going to be there were a lot of signs pointing to this is just not going to be it for me right now i don't have enough stock i don't have enough to make this worth it yet mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm jumping the gun and you know as much as i want to do a festival of that caliber i wasn't ready so um taking that step back was a blessing unfortunately their festival had to cancel and yeah. it was um a bit of a mess but we were very lucky because i would have been out a lot of travel costs that mm-hmm. i would not have been able to recoup at the time yeah. so when that happened i was like oh well that was like the sign but then you know mother nature give me more signs here pushing me more um my company being a big corporate company does restructures pretty regularly mm-hmm. so they had a, a mm-hmm. sales restructure and my job was one of the ones that was uh, eliminated um Mm. but they were offering me the opportunity to apply for a new role that was much more involved and it was a great opportunity Mm. and i was really considering it and i was saying you know if i take this role this is this is the path i'm going down i'm going to be staying with this company and do do i want to do that or do i want to do this and i said if there's ever a time to make this like leap now is it so i just i just said thank you i'm gonna do my own thing and see how it goes and you know hopefully if i ever want to come back there'll be a role for me somewhere it's a big company i'm sure there would but (laughs) i'm really enjoying what i do so i think i'm i'm happy where i am and i'm glad i made that choice and ironically we closed on our house the day i lost my job so you know when Mm. people say like every and i was so happy about it i was like everything works out everything always works out the way it's supposed to be and you know what so far this year has been phenomenal events have been great people have been really supportive and it just goes to things will work out you know you put your mind to it you put your efforts into it things will work out the way they need to be that's it's funny how you should mention that i'm glad things are going well for you because i noticed with a lot of small businesses and big businesses they've been blowing up ever since the pandemic Mm -hmm. finally reached its end and you know like many malls and malls were dying and Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden they're blowing up because no one wants to do online shopping anymore like the location where i'm moving at there was a new mall they created many more i was like oh i didn't take much i go back jam-packed wow every single day people are going back to wanting to support mm-hmm. local, local businesses, businesses. Mm-hmm. which is amazing and what we need you know because you support a local business we're going to turn around we're going to spend our money in those coffee shops in those restaurants you know we're going to spend it supporting other businesses locally whereas if you're spending it in a big box store that money's not getting circulated within your no. community nope. no. so it helps us to grow you know as a whole yeah, you know, so. if there's no small businesses or businesses in general, mm-hmm. everything falls back. Like even on taxes, falls back on. Yeah, people like us. Yep. Yeah, I feel like so. everything is so cyclical. I don't know if we talked about it here a couple episodes ago or not, but um, you know, like everything is kind of coming back. Like Bristol, downtown Bristol is getting you know, getting totally revitalized, regrown, starting from the ground, um, and it's all going to be walkable shops, local yeah. shopping. And I feel like that's stuff that, you know, our our generation is really into. And then eventually, you know, malls will come back and may, maybe magazines will come back. You know, like, <laughs> I feel like it's all so cyclical. And so I'm glad that we're in yeah. this era of supporting small business and having like Definitely. those downtowns again. Yeah. It is still very scary to like take the leap. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. the first like three months were like the dead months, January, February, March. Oh, yeah. And I was like okay so (laughs) here we are and i have to buy furniture Uh, (laughs) but it you know like i said everything works out and the nice thing is i have a background in bartending and i always said you know if i do need to do something on the side again i think i could always go back into that industry and you got i think you got enough connections that like and yeah between my years between my years working in new haven and working for Pernod, i think i have a good Mm -hmm. amount of uh restaurants and bars that i know very well that i could always just see if they need a hand here and there but Mm -hmm. so far i have been busy enough with customs and markets and keeping myself busy doing new stuff like classes Mm -hmm. and offering we're actually talking about maybe in january doing 
um, what I like to call Wookeeping 101. Oh. Uh, so <laughs> this last year, I helped three of my friends form an LLC and like file for their taxes and stuff as a business. And mm. I realized that a lot of artists are artists first and business is second. Mm-hmm. And not everyone went to business school or knows how to do it. And maybe the idea of forming an LLC is overwhelming or, you know, but they need to do things to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been helping a couple of friends with that. And now I'm thinking we might, might be able to turn it into like a little mini, mini course. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here are yeah. like the top few things you need yeah. to know and how to do this and how to file that and how to get insurance. Sounds like a perfect class for the makers at the Bristol Yeah, I was going to yeah. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because so, that's exactly what I was going to yeah. say. We'll have to schedule something so you can yeah. come be a speaker and talk to everyone. Because they'll That'd all want to see you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. The, the, the one of the good things is like when you when you're like your your stuff, people want to see you succeed. Mm-hmm. So they want to help you and they want to purchase it. So. Yeah. And people love you. You know, not only do they love your product, but they love you as a person. So you are your brand. You know, like that's what I've learned on the Dusty Dude side is that people are like, oh, okay. You know, they always ask to see Eric, but I'm like, he's the man behind the curtain. Yeah. You know, I'm mm-hmm. the brand. Yeah. I'm like, you don't really see him a whole lot. So he makes an appearance. You're like, hello. He's but, probably like, ah. But, but for you, you truly are your brand. You are the face of your brand. You are everything. And people love who you are and what you stand for every single day. Thanks. So never forget that. Be yourself Aww. and it will continue to come to you. Thanks. Yeah, you'll get where you're going. That's mm-hmm. it. So, I hope to. Yeah. yeah the, tu- the the tunnel, you know, like I would say the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, and the light at the end of the tunnel. It's, yeah. it's the tunnel that's yeah. the, the hardest part. It, yeah. it is. And it's the, it, that's the illusion it's as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, they always say if you never fail, you'll never succeed. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That is very true. Yeah. Good to. I almost wore my water. Sorry about that. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah. It's like I forget I have a mouth. Yeah. And I just. I was telling <laughs> John. Water I, was, my face. I was just order. I was just telling John when we went to go pick up the food. They had a uh, meatball marinara. Oh ones. yeah. If I go, I'd be wearing that tonight uh-huh. if I if I ordered that one. <laughs> the curse of the white shirt. Yeah, I, I was like, wait, why would I? The one time I wear white. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like I like color. I know how you feel, man. I, when I went to the Bronx Zoo, that when remember when I couldn't go with you to the wrestling show, I went to the Bronx Zoo wearing white. Yeah. Oh no. I I think I think the powers that be were on my side because <laughs> I did not get my shirt dirty. Wow. My, nothing. My friend was like, "How did you wear white all day and not get it dirty?" <laughs> I got gorillas slapping the glass. I got birds yeah. everywhere. I'm sweating. I'm like everything. And she was like, your shirt didn't get dirty. How did you pull this off? I was like, I don't know. But I <laughs> said so, like, fate was on my side that day. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dana, so where, uh, where can we find you uh, your business? Besides, obviously, we know Dusty Dude, who is just, uh, my co-host. Yeah, you can <laughs> find me. You can find me online at tipsygypsyjewelry.com and mm. tipsy is spelled just like gypsy so t-y-p-s-y a lot of y's a lot of y's t-y-p-s-y g-y-p-s-y j-e-w-e-l-r-y that's a good uh, it's really fun to write yeah <laughs> you know, over and over and over again yeah it's a good way to remember because it just it just actually it's where it sounds it actually flows when you, when you actually yeah it does yeah it's got so, a little rhyme to it yeah but um, yeah, find me online. I have a list of all the upcoming events on my website, list of all the stores where you can find me on the website. And um, I do a lot of customs, so people can always message me through there for anything they're looking for. Got that, John? Yeah, that yeah, 50 cow is coming her yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot. People will send me like casings from 21 Gun Salutes or... Um, anything like that and maybe I'll turn them into like rings and do stuff like this for mm. like all the grandkids and wow. that way they're not just like casing sitting somewhere because they have a significant meaning at that point and people want to you know hold on turn them into something mm-hmm. um, beautiful to remember that person by so uh, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I could also say too if anyone needs me any promotions ideas Chris at ctsmallbusiness.org have a good one